and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. I am real and I am happening. This is Brett Irvin. This is your co-host, Daniel Phillips. And we are a bi-weekly book club podcast where we go over one book every month and we make friends along the way. Hey, guys. Hey. Happy Halloween. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Happy Halloween, you spooks. This is How's the it going? best time of the year. Um uh, uh congratulations and uh happy holidays to all who celebrate um <laughs> man it is it's the best it's the best it's just the best have you gotten any spookies in any spooky movies spooky shows oh, do Lady. have i do Perfect. i great love that i mean really not that many because we have a new son and he i, we, I you know it's not even a thing he obviously won't remember this but maddie and i've been like not watching nearly as much horror stuff this year yeah. because the idea that he might like subconsciously soak it up. So we have to you wait until he's asleep. You didn't pick him up and hold him two inches from the TV while you play Cabin in the Woods and made him watch it? Oh no, my God. no. Um, <laughs> maybe next year. Uh, but we did. So we watched like all of um, The Fall of Usher. Yeah. And uh, and the new Goosebumps show on Disney. Dude, by I the was way, watching it awesome. today. After you guys it's saw awesome. It. Yeah, it's it's like surprisingly really good and fun, and it's not that scary, but it's just like well made. Um, but yeah, it's it's been good. We've been doing that uh, kind of in secret when he's either asleep or turned around and not looking at the screen. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, what about you guys? Have y'all been cel- How have you been celebrating? How have you been observing this I, uh, Halloween nights? Yeah, so we're I'm excited. Our neighborhood has a lot of kiddos in it. Um, and we went and bought a bunch of Halloween candy. I'm really excited to get Halloween candy. It's yeah, for, for you, me. isn't it? Um, we bought so much Halloween candy from Costco and we put it in like our back room. Cause we're like, that's not for us. That's for, this is for the children. And then there was one day a few days ago where we were both like, man, I want a Twix so bad. And we opened the Halloween candy, and we have oh, just been. No. We have been going to town <laughs> no. on this Halloween candy. And the yeah. joke I keep saying is like, I hope kids like Almond Joy and Milky Way, because that's all we're gonna have left. Of oh, these you're bags. gonna be one of those houses. Yeah, kids yeah. are gonna egg your house. The man. box of you raisins houses. <laughs> People, uh, you're gonna get a reputation, and it's not gonna be good. I'm I'll just get telling you right now. More. It'll be fine, but. There are no more Twix in this bag. God, Twix are so good. Twix, Twix are the best. So okay, okay. Good. On on three, not on three. That would be audio poison. Uh, let's just go round robin. Favorite, uh, favorite mini, like yeah, uh, favorite Minnie's Halloween size candy, candy bar. Um, it's love a, a mini. It's a toss up tie between the mini Kit Kat and the mini Twix for me. So I'm gonna go mini Twix. Uh, Toss up between mini Twix and the um, cookies and cream Hershey bar. Little mini. Oh, you do like the cookies wow. and cream Hershey bar. Those you are devious mine. little boy. Yeah, uh, I'm a I'm a Snickers guy through and through. I love I yeah. love a mini Snickers. There's two There's versions something about of the mini nutty Snickers. mix that are just like so good. The yeah. the nutty caramel chocolate mix. Mm. I have. I'm glad my... that none of you said like almond joy or yeah, because we're not we're crazy not psychos. Um. I have my my short story is just uh some uh Halloween recommendations for movies. Do tell. Yeah, let's get into short stories. And what is short stories, Parker? It's our segment where we catch up and talk about each other's lives. Thank you for all you uh new listeners. Welcome to our Halloween episode. I hope you like the intro. Oh, That's what an episode to join on. Jacob Robinson's intro is the best. Um so my Halloween recommendation, uh one of them is this movie I just saw called Dave Made a Maze. Uh, I saw it on Amazon because I saw it, Well, first I saw it on TikTok, but I, I watched it and it's just like a weird, it's not scary at all. Um, I don't even really know. It's hard to explain. It's got Nick Thune in it, who's a comedian and no one else that I recognize. It's a very, very <laughs> indie level movie. Yeah. But basically this guy builds a maze in his living room. To the, on the outside, it looks like it's just like a cardboard maze for a child. Like it's like five by five. But on the inside, people go in and it's this like labyrinth that he's built with like death traps and stuff like that. But it's not like a gory thing. It's that sounds like, awesome. 
it's pretty wild. Um, but I've just, it's, you have to stick with it. Cause at the start you're like, what is going on? And then once they actually get into the labyrinth or whatever, it's, um, it's pretty cool. And they get chased around by a minotaur. So, uh, that sounds so good. It's that pretty, pretty good. Spooky. I don't think so. I just, I had never heard of it before. Yeah. Wow. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So check that out. And then also my, um, my go-to Halloween movie for years now. Um, I've probably already talked about it before, but just check out as above. So below it's a, it's a horror movie. It mixes in history and, uh, is this that French catacombs movie? Yeah, it is. Brett's been trying to get me to watch this movie for years. I'm so sorry. pal. I, I, I promise you I'll watch it eventually. I was fully confident that Brett was going to say Hubie Halloween for his go-to Halloween movie. I will say, so for the most part, Netflix Adam Sandler movies are hot garbage. Uh, but I've, I have I have some weird affinity for Hubie Halloween just because it's so <laughs> stupid, but because it's a Halloween movie, I watch it and it, and it plays like the a, Monster Mash, which is like a banger. And yeah. I don't know. It's like a Halloween movie, like honoring the holiday of halloween not like a horror movie that you would watch right. on halloween oh not even not at all i mean it's yeah. literally just like a cheesy adam sandler comedy i saw it where, i where bet you, i would love it yeah it's i mean it's just like a you laugh at how dumb a lot of the stuff is but it's just like it's just like one of those movies that makes you remember being a kid on halloween yeah. that's i, I think that. what i, I love about it yeah. You're kind of our movie expert. Um, would you consider the Cornetto trilogy to be Halloween movies? Um, Not not that exclusively that you have to watch them in Halloween, but I was thinking about this the other day. They kind of fit, right? Technically, yeah. I mean, they fit. Like, I would say of the three, Hot Fuzz is Dead. probably the least Halloween. Okay, thank you. Yeah, 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 Shaun of the Dead is definitely a Halloween movie. And then um, At World's End, or I always get it mixed up with the the... Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it's at World's End <laughs> because the bar is called World the World's End. But yeah, I'm pretty. That's like a, I mean, that's like a like a sci-fi thriller that can be a Halloween movie. But it also it has like a tinge of spooky, and even right. Hot Fuzz does a little bit because it's like the yeah the there cult is stuff. There's like the yeah there's like a like a like a murder mystery like cult. So I guess yeah it it is. It, I I would say it can definitely be a be a a Halloween. Trilogy. I think this is just me trying to figure out a way to uh, excuse or justify me watching the Cornetto trilogy this week. So I mean, <laughs> maybe I'll do that. No, that's great. I love that. Incredible. You should do that every week. It definitely fits. Um, my short story is Halloween related as well. If you want me to just yeah, segue go ahead. onto that. Go ahead. Okay. I'm riding my segue. Um, we got to celebrate the first Halloween with Milo um, yesterday. It was uh, it, it. So for, our listeners who don't know, there's a town near us called Traveler's Rest. It's the cutest place in the entire it's world. Also it's from a D&D campaign. Yeah, it's from a D&D campaign. It's the campaign. coolest name, straight out of Middle Earth. Um, and Traveler's Rest is like one, or it has like one nice, really cool, like downtown Main Street with a bunch of local shops. And so they do like a trick or treat in TR uh, Halloween thing every year. And it's for families and all of the local shops like have tents and booths where they give out candy um and it's in the middle of the day so it's very safe um and so we got to go and maddie being amazing she handmade our halloween costumes this year and he was the very hungry caterpillar and we were these like paper mache uh uh fruit Fruits. uh yeah that that so the very hungry caterpillar eats and it was it was so fun guys it was one it was like it was just like perfect weather um he was great the entire time and we loved the costumes but it was also really exciting seeing parents and other little kids like light up when they saw us and you know they're like oh, oh my gosh like the hungry caterpillar yeah. and it, was, it was so cute um so it was so a lot precious. of fun it was just a really good time and maddie and i adore halloween so you know it was just a, a fun perfect perfect uh, day. new thing for our, our expanding family it looks That's so wonderful. Good. The pictures are amazing. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it, on my Instagram yeah. uh, followers also, if you want to. This is probably the peak weekend we've had so far when it comes to like fall colors. Like it's so yeah, it really it outside yeah. right now. My goodness, it's so pretty. Uh, so yeah, that looked awesome. I did a nice long walk today with Aubrey. Yeah, I walked at um, Furman yesterday. 
like yeah evening. leaves are and on the ground insane. and there's a full trees moon are changing too. color yeah. yeah wow it's, it's wonderful. beautiful it's it's nice out here um i didn't really have a short story besides the candy thing but i did want to bring up my favorite halloween moment uh of the past years so parker usually hosts a halloween party every year and mm. like or like RIP a, this year i'm so not, sorry no 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 not necessarily a halloween party uh but like on halloween you guys have hosted like a movie night or you know something very low-key and you know while we're watching the movie um we both live in a neighborhood so like you have trick-or-treaters come up and there was one year (laughs) parker do you remember this there was the trick-or-treater who was a robot and he was just like like three stacked cardboard boxes covered in tinfoil and you took a picture of him because you thought it was so funny and your phone's camera flash was on. And so the photo is just like a glowing orb of nothing because <laughs> it reflected off of this kid. I don't remember and like, this. It looks like you just took a picture of like someone shining a flashlight directly into your lens. Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you something. <laughs> Dan, are you sure this was me? I really, really think it was. <laughs> I have zero recollection of Maybe this. I, I and- could have sworn it was at your house and it's just this kid like you could barely move because he was just three boxes stacked covered in tinfoil i don't Man. i mean i love this don't, don't get me wrong i love this and it's, i love this story and so i hope funny. that it is maybe i me. dreamed the funniest maybe costume you of all time. dreamt that um but i'll go through my phone to look up to see if i have any glowing orbs yeah, but sure. i also can't imagine a scenario in which i would take a picture of a child who came to my door well he like you couldn't see him it was like he was full box. No, that's uh, that's great, though. I do. I mean, I know that we've handed out candy and we've seen some super weird and funny costumes, but I can't Man, for I the really life of me you. remember that story. I, I want to know who it was now. <laughs> do you, I do, too. Do you There's have a picture did someone that exists send it to you? somewhere of this freaking kid? We'll report oh, back, boy. listeners. We'll report back. Uh, let's get into this book. Speaking of dreams, let's get into Luminous Dead. Let's get into Luminous Dead. Dean, I feel um, like it was more of a nightmare for you. Speaking hang on, of hold on, hang on, hang on. Let's get Luminous Dead. Hang on, hang on. Okay, I'm going to hit you with a quick sound bath. Okay, ready? Puppies. Rainbows. Babies. Uh, candy. Video games. Uh, movies with friends. What's happening? I'm saying things that I like and things that, I, that bring me joy before we talk about okay. this book and Parker's things that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm coming in hot. Okay, um, let's just get into it then. Yeah, yeah, let's, okay, let's, get let's do it. Let's get right into it. What do we read? We read The Luminous Dead by Caitlin Starling. That's right. I'm going to come out of the gates. We need to quote say, of the week first. Okay. okay. Ready, I'm, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. Stop us. He's going to stop this train before we go in. right off the rail. He yeah, keeps he's, he's like, Guys, I'm holding on tight. I'm like so. I'm like in Jaws when he's holding on to the to yeah. the reel. I'm just a big old large mouth bass trying to get to the thing I want to talk about. Dan's Brett's frothing out of the mouth. I've he's been got gnashing teeth right oh, now. Okay, okay, it's Brett, that thing where week. like an alligator goes to attack somebody and they like put their two feet up and like stop the mouth from coming down. <laughs> I'm doing that no, to no, Dan no. right now. No, sir. So quote of the week is from uh, the quote, quote chemist, Hannah P. Um, she sent this in with a super awesome uh, email, which also um mentioned that she had worked at ruby falls which i know both dan and i know dan oh yeah probably a lot more oh in i depth, know it but well i've i've driven by it for years going to when you know when i used to go to my grandmother's house who lived in knoxville and my dad always told me that it was like a scam where they just reflected red lights on the back of a waterfall but i've so i've never been there but yeah. and i don't i don't mean to disparage ruby falls that's just what i know of it <laughs> So I don't know. I could be me and my dad could be wrong, but you, you tell me, you tell me. Looked real to me. Been a few okay. times. Cool. But yeah, so um, this comes from Hannah P. Um, and it's uh, she said it feels like a good representation of the book and its message. But it is she'd probably tried every combination of skills she could find searching for the one that would be right. The problem, as far as Jire could see it, aside from this being a suicide mission to begin with was that half of any success was luck. Which I do think it's pretty fits awesome because the book. There, there was a lot of luck involved in this book. Luck. Okay. Among other things. I'm off the leash. I'm off 
I'm off the, the leash line. Broke. I'm, Guys, I'm the leash broke. Out. Run. I'm swimming out. Get of the that ocean. muzzle off of him. Guys, I, I hated this book. <laughs> I okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I will say two things. Um, two things. We had two listeners, Hannah P. Uh, included thank you so much for the email and jadez who recommended this book they loved it they they loved this book they couldn't put it five down. stars five, five stars out of five. and i i was like what's wrong with me that i hate yep, this uh-huh. book so much and i i finished it um i finished it today actually and i went and i looked up reviews and it's one of the most polarizing reviewed books i've seen in a long time Understand- most people understandable were like a lot of posts I saw were like, I can't finish this book. I, I'm so bored. I, I feel like nothing is happening, which is the way I felt. And there are always a lot of comments that were like, wow, that's so weird. I loved this book. Like I couldn't, like I had to know what was coming next. I could not care less about these two characters <laughs> for anything, for anything. I was oh, so man. bored the entire time reading this thing. Yeah, and I'm yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, glad yeah. Uh-huh. that we picked it and somebody liked it. It would be so much worse if I loved it and, our and everybody else hated it. it. I, that would be yeah, so much this worse is the way it should be this can is i can i say be. this is something where i'd like to say that i that reading is subjective and that is a beautiful thing i love that there can be a piece of work out there that some people can um read and enjoy and walk away with and have and have taken something from it and loved it um and in this case i am i'm i'm with you dan it was not for me but i understand I, I i can at least appreciate the fact with this book that there will be and i mean we know we have two listeners who reported and that they loved it um and i i also was looking at reviews uh there there are people who genuinely love this book um yeah i don't and okay so i mean sorry dan i didn't mean to cut you off continue Oh, you don't want me to continue yet i, I just i can't so i don't know i don't know what to say let's let brian um, Brett, what do you think? I actually Brett, don't know how Brett go. what Brett thought of it. So I think I understand what was trying to be done. And I think for what was being written, which was the like breakdown of mental health due to like stress and trauma. Yeah. I think that was accurately done. Like her like stress and trauma induced psychosis. I feel like that was written well because you were, you kept sure. as the listener or the reader, you're like, you're like, what do you mean? Like you're, you can tell she's spiraling just continually. Like everything she sees is not there, but I will say in execution and I'm using this word that Brett, Parker take used those gloves in his off. review. <laughs> take those gloves off, buddy. Start swinging. Parker used this word in his review, but I... Oh, now he's throwing... You listen to him. Now he's throwing no. me under the bus. Not I, his words. Finish. These are my words. <laughs> I am using it as well. Um, the, it was exhausting. Um, and <laughs> yeah, re- it was a bit repetitive for me. Like I feel like yeah. some of it could have been cut out. And I Guys, still would have book, gotten the point. This book would have been great as an 80 page short right. story. And I think we, we had, we'd briefly talked about that. And I think we both agreed that it would be, we would actually like really like it as a shorter version of this. I, I think what grinds me down the most uh, about having just read this is that if I completely disliked everything, it would be easier for me to just say, this isn't for me. I didn't like it whatever but there Mm -hmm. were parts of this book where i was like man this is such a good idea like and then it veers away from that idea there's a second like i feel like there's a book so close to this book that the author could have gone that i would have loved so much ass and it's not this one there's like she she was on the cusp was like great i she no not even on the cusp she thought of really good ideas and then they would either just be abandoned or they came way too late right in the story um like the to talk about the ending like the last 10 pages whoa uh, jump into the ending just, okay just, <laughs> just fine. As, as an example like gyre being drawn back to the cave if that was a plot point for a majority of the book that would have been that would have been great. I would have loved that. Well, they they briefly did it where she like woke up deeper in the cave or whatever, yeah, right? Like, like earlier right, on, and then right. she's like, "How did I get here?" 
But, but then it. it's just go, completely abandoned. Sprinkled. Let's go beat for beat here because beat beat. I agree with you, Dan. And um, I think my biggest my biggest struggle with this book is that it. I mean, we, we've kind of already said this, but it feels very repetitive. Yeah. And it feels like it comes up to a point where you're like, this is about to get good. And then it circles back to kind of um, just being a conversation uh, between M and Jire. And that's like the entire book. Um, so first, like the thing that I think really it was one of my first comments on Goodreads when I was reading it. Uh, the shift into this being a romance was wild to me. <laughs> I, I, so uh, no joke. I think this book, um, there's a version of it that would have been better if M was fully a like jigsaw like, like murderer. Yeah, and she like, was tormenting yeah. this, you know, tormenting Jire throughout this entire thing. And then Jire was trying to do what she was doing in the book where she was like recording and trying to outsmart her way out of it so that she could, um, you know, come out out of the cave and then get him arrested or something like that. That is a horror book in my mind. And that's uh, an interesting route. When it shifted into a romance, my brain split in half. <laughs> um, and and look, I look, I am, I'm, I'm I love love stories. I love romance. Like that is, that's such my cup of tea. But you cannot in any world convince me that these two people are in love. This is Stockholm syndrome, dude. That was what I was gonna say. Please, okay, I mean, thank you. Well, it, so is the, it is Jair the textbook is, definition of it, Stockholm like, syndrome textbook brett jire is under extreme stress and fatigue and lack of sleep and torment she's isolated the only person she has to rely is M, on and m has way to. too much power she's also kind of her boss there's so many problematic things with Full this relationship over her and guys i kid you not i like my brain split when it was it was like this it was so like fast and small but it was like they were talking and then it was like the first time she sees M the entire time uh, is this like almost halfway through the book she's like you know being tormented she's like I gotta record this like M's crazy she's gonna get me killed all this stuff and then she sees her and she's like she's pretty cute though yeah like she's kind of a baddie and I'm like I'm like okay so <laughs> D that justifies the behave like the torture that you've been through is because she's your type like no way no how cannot get on board with the love story which again it's like i i feel like these are things where if you can as a reader if you, if that was something that you really liked then this book could be way different for you um that was distracting to me the entire time because i just couldn't like i i could not feel like that was real Let's let's move into just character discussion. Uh, there's not there's well, I guess you could discuss a lot, but there's only two characters. Yeah. Um, and so just kind of general thoughts on either of them. Is there one that you liked more than the other? I do have a thought that I don't know if you guys also shared about um, Jire that I wanted to uh, pinpoint. Were you cheering for the tunneler too? <laughs> no. Well. My point, my thought in the tunneler is that uh, it kind of came too late and then it was kind yeah. of underwhelming. Yes. Yeah. And that's, then the way that another... it died is like she didn't really kill it. She just like avoided being killed by it and it like made a mistake and fell. Yes. So I was just kind of like, okay, that wasn't that like that. It wasn't like the payoff that I was expecting for something that was hyped the entire book. For 400 pages. The conflict with the tunneler. Tunneler is a character. We could talk about the tunneler tunneler really quick um the conflict with it was so short the the conflict with this book okay 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 hang on okay okay let's not this get is something in the that weeds. needs to be said this is this needs to be said this isn't getting too in the weeds this is this is so in the fairway is that what the opposite of the weeds is i don't know golf i don't know things. if it, is it a golf is in the weeds a golf term i don't know brett i don't think so okay all right, let's stay in I hate that field. I even just referenced golf. I don't like golf. <laughs> let's, um, but let's okay, stay at home let's, play. To, to stay, okay, all the sports. Um, to stay on topic. Be in zone, buddy. 
I was being edged this entire book into thinking that this was a horror novel and there was no horror in this book. And that sucked for me because this is Halloween. This is the spooky month. I and will say the cover is a hand that's like reaching yes. into the and, and it's like a cave system. And that's what it was like pitched as. And I'm so excited to read this scary, this scary book. And there's tunnelers, which are creepy space aliens that are not described at all for so much of the book. <laughs> and then you get to 95 percent of the book and they're like, oh, it was a worm thing. And then it just kind of falls over and dies. <sighs> oh, guys. So I will say, guys, I think. And I agree that about like the expectations, but I do think part of that is on us. We overexpected something. Sure. But I yeah. will say that we were a little bit set up by the cover and, but yes, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like reality is the true horror and caving is a scary thing. Just like in general, I've read or seen enough stuff about it to where it's like, it's terrifying. So I get that that was the point was to be like, in actuality, I'm I'm swerving away from all these things that could be supernatural or could be sci-fi. And Why it's was just it even case- a sci-fi book, bro? That's I, in a, I, like I guys. Agree. I know that's like I'm gonna listen, give that a plus. I'm having fun. Sci-fi a plus. You're giving sci-fi a plus. Yes. You say that is good sci-fi. I think the sci-fi elements of this book were really cool. Like they I could love, have been. I love the, the, the handler cool. caver dynamic. I think the suits are really cool. Like all of that stuff, I think worked really well. Like I, I'm gonna give that a plus because I didn't know it was gonna be sci-fi either. It's like it's it's very sci-fi. It's not horror. It is a sci-fi book. I wish it had. So I think my problem there though was it also felt like there wasn't enough like thriller. Well, there wasn't enough story about the sci-fi. It yeah, was like you yeah. know they're on a planet. You know they're mining, and there's like better planets, and then there's their planet, which like they're trying to mine, and people want to get off world to these garden planets. Um, but like you don't have much to go on besides right. that. There's no, there's limited to no world building. So if you're gonna be sci-fi, I I just I wish there was a little bit more like zest there or meat there because it was almost hard for me to feel like I was truly in this world. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't know anything about it. So it was just using kind of a lot I, of made up terms and like things. I'll disagree with that. That's totally fine. I think the sci-fi yeah. is good. But talking about the setting, the the cave setting should have been creepier. Like it kind of like when I imagine it, it just kind of like, like molded into yeah. nothing. Like I it would like describe the routes and the paths they were taking. And I was just like, I don't really know what to picture right now. My brain had us had such a hard time. This is definitely on me, the reader. My brain had a really hard time visualizing and, this book. <laughs> it's really funny that Hannah brought this up. Cause I actually didn't read her email until today. Cause I didn't want to spoil the book. Uh, but I've been to Ruby falls before and the waterfall scene and the lake scene. I was like, I, I don't know what else to think of. I'm just going to think of Ruby <laughs> falls. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I agree on all that, that it was definitely a letdown on that front. But I do, I don't know, I I feel bad for thinking that, but then it really did destroy a lot of my, because I was so excited for, and there were so many times where you thought it was going to swerve when she was seeing what wasn't there. I thought the um, the mushrooms or whatever were going to become like a disease, right, the, the like spores? a last of us thing, like yeah. spores that would take yes. over dead bodies. And I was like, that's cool. So she's stuck in it, or somehow the, the, her mom was like somehow still alive down there or something but, like that. Oh man, I feel so bad for the people that like this book. They just have to listen to me like complain about it the whole time. But Gloves are off. I, I feel like a big issue is that I, there was no tension with Jaira's situation for me, I, almost at any point, because I was like, there's two characters in this book and only one of them is involved in what's going on. And so I have no... Like, like there's by no the nature fear, of there, the yeah, story, Jire can't be in trouble. Right. She well, most of the trouble. stakes are imagined or self, set, like inflicted. done yeah. to her. Yeah, self-inflicted. Brett said this about ten minutes ago. He wanted to talk about Jire and M. So yeah. let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah. So do you mind if I? Yeah, I, I, please I'm, go. I'm gonna I'm gonna calm down and give some actual analytical. I hope you co- conversation after saying that. Okay, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna. I need to co- like get down onto a, a good. It's just all just like a. Yeah, just a. <sighs> okay, we're Zen now. We're talking about a book. I love talking about books. Yes. Um. So, 
about 10% in, I had come to this like realization or there, I noticed this pattern of what I was reading, which is to say Jire was in a situation. She didn't like the situation. She would either uh, internally or externally complain about the situation and then M would come in and convince her why that she should go forward with, forward with it, whether it be for money or for, you know, whatever reason. Finding her mom. Um, right. Finding her mom or, you know, X, Y, Z. And then Jaya would be convinced that M was good and could be trusted. She Wicked would, is good. Right. <laughs> she would do she would do the objective. It would go wrong or be dangerous and then she would think Jire's or she would Jire would think M's evil, M's bad, and then M would convince her that she wasn't, and then you you start that over. <laughs> and I I mean I'm not kidding. That is eighty percent of this book. Like yep. that exact cycle on repeat is my um this book. One one of my favorite parts of the book that made me laugh a lot. Um favorite is a word I'll decide to use is when that cycle gets broken a little bit, when she survives at camp six near the end. And the, the whole thing is like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to save you. We're going to get you out. That That's what M says. And they save her. And then M is like, you are like right there. Like you could, you know, you could like, right. I don't have to get you out. You're really close. It's you like, could, good God, could just, just like go a little Just like bit do further. the mission. And Jair's like, what are you talking about? That's not, remotely what we talked about doing like <laughs> what yeah yeah it's up. it's so my i don't hold a lot against gyre for most Same. of the book because Same. again she was going through stress and trauma induced psychosis and she was being manipulated by a stockholm syndrome uh boss but early on i felt like gyre was super self-righteous in a weird way um mainly pertaining to m again m not a good person but jire's whole point is that like calling her a murderer and stuff like that and it's like nobody should be down here this is so dangerous i'm like caving by by definition is a dangerous (laughs) thing no shit like why like how is this the argument like it's her whole thing is just about her it's like one and she also like her thing about, you know, I'm trying to kill her. It's like one, you lied to do this. Yeah. Like you lied on your thing. Well, you said you had a 4.0 GPA and that you were a part of multiple extracurricular college activities. Right. And now right. you're here, but it's just Proficient like, so it's like Excel. everybody, all parties knew what they were getting themselves into. So it's like, I just don't, I don't buy the whole thing about like her, like, yes, she did manipulate some of these people like once they got down there, but like they signed up to go into a cave to do this for her for money. Like everybody knows argument for that is like, they signed up to go in there for money, but the final objective wasn't clear until they were there. Right. Like that well, was the final objective. Part. And that's the other thing is like, there was no final objective. Exactly. Like, that's they got down so there the and she's like, Oh, you found nothing. her body. Cool. Good. You're good to go. Come on back up. And it's like, yeah. th- that is my, I think one of my main complaints with the book or more so, I guess just directed at M as a character is I could not sympathize no. or empathize or, or even like kind of understand her motivation. And that to me is a pretty critical um, point to, getting a reader to care about what you're writing is having them care about what the characters are doing or their, or or at least having you sympathize with their act, like their actions, why they're doing what they're doing. And especially that's the case uh, with villains or antagonists, or I guess morally gray characters. Um, In this case, I don't even, I didn't even feel like M knew why she was doing what she She was doing. Um, but she did get 27 people killed. And that's the thing that I couldn't get past is like they they were really quick and like fast and loose with like being like, oh, well, like we're all just human. Like that was like Jair kept saying that once they decided that they were in love yeah. and that they that she wasn't mad at him anymore. She's like, hey, you know, we're just human. We're broken people. We're, which we're like, both selfish. Cool. Yeah, right. She's like, we're both selfish, which I'm like, cool. Like that is a that's a message that I understand. It can get behind. But M had 27 people killed and, and it wasn't for like 
even like I, I can oh, I can almost more understand if it was like straight up greed or straight up something that like feels like something paralleled to a real motivation in the yeah. real world. But I couldn't I, I, I don't even really fully still understand what she was after my with Jire being in there. And I'm not going to this isn't a hill I'm like dying on. I'm just I, I don't the, the thing about like her getting 27 people killed doesn't as hit as hard for me because sure she probably like pushed those people to go deep again you're going into a cave like she didn't personally she like as you go on you realize that she did work hard to be yeah. like a good per and it just like things would happen and also they're like a week underground so Jire kept saying like you never came down to save any of them it's like it would take her seven days at least to get there like that's the part that's the inherent risk in caving. Like, I don't think uh, okay. she personally uh, is. Can I hit you with the counterpoint? Sure. Can I hit you with the counterpoint? It sounded a lot to me like the 1% versus the working class because that, they're uh, having to risk sense. their lives and they're having to do all this dangerous stuff for a very like flippant, um, like, you know, first world problem. Like she wanted closure because like she, yeah, people she knew no, I, agree, died. I agree with that so she sent other people to their death and didn't want to do the dirty work herself and like yeah you can make the point like yeah they signed up for it but in most it, from from our understanding of the book like, right Jire in most of their cases the right job. they and most of them did right they needed to because otherwise they were destined to live a like impoverished destitute life so you either have a life of poverty or a life of risk and then you have a very very wealthy person dangling the carrot saying like well if you go in there yeah, and yeah, maybe die that. then maybe you can get off this planet so that again i guess look, in, a, like, in I, a wider sense in a wider sense i yes. I, I do agree that like the industry itself yes like they it would are be different taking to advantage me. It would be different to me if these people did it as like expeditions because they loved adventuring or because they were like adrenaline junkies yeah i want to bring up a point hannah made um more yes. of a question it, because it's something i, think I, know that exactly I, think I missed talk as about. well and maybe it's just the psychosis of it all but when m has lost connection with gyre and gyre is i believe at camp five she feels as if someone else is controlling her suit mm-hmm. um and then like i think she that's when she smashes the batteries the first time like on accident and then M gets connection with her again, and Jire thinks that, or M says something along the lines of like maybe there's other, uh, like connections from different companies to this like cave line, and they got access to your suit. Was that resolved, or is that the resolution? Because I missed that as well. Like, did they so go back to that? I love that Hannah brought that up because that was something that I also was very confused by. I don't think they ever did go back to it, but it, it sounded to me like they were pretty certain that there was another party of like of cave divers that had hacked into her suit, whether it was intentional or not. Um, but that it was like introduced. It was almost like a thread yeah. that was introduced and then forgotten about. I guess what it kind of makes me think the author was doing was like there is another company because that was explained like there are other companies other miners on this planet and the way i resolved it in my head is like okay they're working with a different climber somewhere else and they tried to like move that climber's arm and it just connected to gyre's suit at a really poor time and she like yeah smashed a battery and that was it i, I that, that that tracks that makes sense yeah cool. i <laughs> i don't think there was any ever any kind of real because i think by the time they were trying to figure it out, like a tunneler started coming or something like that. And it just got completely like they just forgot about it and they moved on to the next thing. So, yeah, I don't really think that ever got resolved. You know what? I didn't like it at all, but I do feel bad about just crapping on it for people that did. You, you I'll know, say so that. Let, like, I don't want to well, be so, that guy. No. And that's I, I think that's a good thing to say. And I agree. It's never fun to to yuck anyone's yum right it's never fun to like poke holes into something that people like and i really never want our podcast to be that yeah um so i hope if you're listening and you did like this you take this with a grain of salt knowing that like we never want to change your opinions if you enjoy something that's not what we're here to do everyone has their own tastes and um you know do not hold us to any sort of standard of of knowing if something is good or not right it's all subjective 
Um, and I will say, I think that it's something Dan, you had mentioned at the start that I kind of want to circle back to is there were many ways where this book had incredible, like potential it for, for me as a reader, as an individual reader. Um, and so I want to like talk about some of the things that I thought were really cool that just weren't necessarily explored in depth um, that I think I, I would have preferred. So this is, this is all subjective for me, but I really liked the, um, the introduction to the spores. I think there was some interesting, cause they, they had also, like, there was like the flower that she ran into at the beginning. Yeah. I think there yeah. was an interesting thread that could have been, um, touched on more there. If there was something that was kind of, uh, like fighting her body internally that she then had to overcome while she was in the cave system. Uh, I think the tunnelers could have been a more persistent or bigger threat, and that would have kept me hooked. Uh, you know that poem I... about mercy? It's like about spiders and mercy. Have you ever heard that before? It's like, if I'm to die for just existing, like, I don't want to be alive anyway. That's how I feel about the tunneler. Like, I don't think the tunneler was like a villain or malicious. He was just... I mean, it's a wild animal that lives. He was in just the tunneling, tunnels, basically. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, and well, and it even like there was a thing at the end where it was like it hates our voices, it hates like human voices, and maybe it does. I was I like, it know. felt like Tremors to me, like the the old movie Tremors. Like, they were just kind of like, yeah, they just. But I do vibration. think like if they would have gone the Jaws route of it being like a constant battle, like this back and forth between her, like narrowly escaping this thing, so cool, like. That would have been cool. And then, guys, the thing that, like, almost, almost hooked me back in, because I really would have loved this plot thread that I think could have been executed on for the majority of the book, and I would have loved it, is that idea that there was a caver that was also down there that was, like, uh, abandoned by M um, from one of those unsuccessful missions and then was it intentionally manipulating and... Um, and and toying with gyre i think that kind yeah. of psychological thriller and yeah. like a battle of wills and a battle of two cavers trying to get out um one for revenge and then one just trying to survive it, that is it's almost like there was there was all of these types of books that were what i wanted to read that were just out of out of reach um yeah. so i think that you know to to caitlin starling's um credit i think she had a ton of interesting ideas and a ton of interesting premises and i think for me as a reader i I think it just went in a different direction than what i was hoping for um not to say you know so that that not to say that it's a bad book in that regard i just think that was where i um kind of divulged or lost interest yeah sure yeah no that's what and you know i go back to my point of i think it's a very accurate portrayal of what would really happen in this situation. Um, like, I feel like it's written realistically as far as like being stuck like two weeks or how, like a week underground with like monsters crawling around you and having to dodge all that and being so isolated and everything. So I think, again, I think that was that all of that was written really well. It was just, I think I set myself up with expectations of something else. And like you said, I, I got, I kept getting pulled away by these threads that I was like, Oh man, I hope this happens. And then when it didn't, I, so I think a lot of the disappointment was self self inflicted, right? Self inflicted. Uh, it was, it was like the anticipation and then deflation of it not going the way right. that we had wanted. Yeah. And it's a as, debut novel. Like that's the, I've, I, I think she has another huge. book that people really, really like, um, which I'll find that. So I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But I just want to say, I'm, I'm not a horror reader. I don't read horror that often. And I don't think any of mine was self-inflicted. I didn't really have expectations. I was Guys, I was just so bored reading this book. And I've already said that, but I just... It's, and it's that's okay. crazy that's... how much it was just not for me. Yeah, and that's all right. And that I mean that happens from time to time. And that's a I think that's a fun part of having a book club is yes. getting to hear differing opinions and um hear from folks who who like things and, and are able to take things that yeah. you know or see things that I didn't see. Of course. Um yeah, but I agree. I, I think that um 
you know, it's just you, you move on to the next book. And I, I, I will say I was slowly reading this book all through October, uh, kind of for that reason, Dan, because I it was just not catching my interest. And I was thinking I was in a book slump. And then now I've read a good bit of like I'm like 60 percent of the way through a different book. And also I started a second book while I'm reading that one. So <laughs> I did um, want to say yeah. uh, back to the book that um, I did want to talk about. I mean, as far as, you know, I character wise, I did think Jire was through all like the inexperience or whatever was still like a badass for getting through all of that. I mean, she broke stuff. her her leg was completely effed up and she broke her arm. She amputated oh, her yeah, own we arm. Didn't, we didn't talk about the 127 hours scene. Can, can I tell you all the thing that uh, was the most horrific to me in the book that I don't even think was intentional? Oh, I could share mine after you. Go ahead. The the body horror of having a tube that you have, like that's oh, the yeah, only thing that's gut. sustaining your life. Yeah, that's like a tube hooked up to her gut that's feeding her. Yeah. And that, like she can't eat food or drink water regularly. And then yeah. like the fact that there was the one point where it got like dislodged and was uncomfortable, that type of body horror really grossed me out. Yeah. And also like, oh, I can't imagine not being able to eat or drink and or, or touch your face. Like imagine if yeah, you had that itch. was mine. That was the thing that, that I was, was like, mine. oh, and if, that's like that was the scariest part of the book to me. And it was like three percent and talking about the suit. And it said. She said, oh, I, I won't be able to touch my own skin for upwards of a month. And I was like, nope, that's the worst torture I could never, ever. Got itchy just thinking about it. I could never. Caving in itself is a terrifying thing. Could never yeah. do it. Not Would not be able to, like, that mentally, that is probably, it's got to be one of, it, it's like being in space. Like, the isolation yeah. of it and everything and, like, the dangers of it. Like, it's insane could not do that so um no kidding i uh i did want to talk about two things before an author's note two recommendations of mine if if that's all right if that's okay yeah yeah let's let's move into into uh, the any more discussion section. are we good to kind of like bookmark it out from here close this bad boy i'm good to bookmark it i don't okay. want to be a deb i don't want to be any more of a debbie okay. downer um, I want to talk about two, two recommendations based on this book with very similar things that I uh, t- typically liked. Um, and not to say like, there's so much better in this book. It's just th- they worked better for me. Um, project Hail Mary by Andy Weir is a very similar concept to this book of two characters, basically throughout the entire book, um, are kind of thrown together to solve an issue. And they're very, very different. Um so th- that's a, a great book. Another one's a video game, if that's that's your alley. Uh, there's a game called Firewatch, and the game is about a uh, man who is a like Firewatch, uh, like sits in a fire tower at a national park, and his only communication with the outside world is a um, like an unnamed woman that speaks to him through like the radio that he has on him and that's the only person he can talk to and it's the only person he can trust and it's like a mystery of what's going on in this park and so two very similar things where uh just two characters are forced together in this situation where no one knows what's happening and so i'm going to recommend those two things if you like this book because you might like those as well and the last thing is an author's note for Caitlin Starling. Like Brett said, this was her debut novel. She's had two books kind of rise in popularity from what I've seen. Uh, two years ago, she wrote The Death of Jane Lawrence, which is another horror novel. And this year is uh, coming out, Last to Leave the Room. So if you like this, read some more. Support Caitlin Starling. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Caitlin. We're don't, the worst. Don't listen to our opinions, Caitlin. Don't we're listen, so, Caitlin. Caitlin, so don't listen to our opinions. We're so we don't yeah, we I, don't matter. Honestly, do not matter. You wrote a Whatever. book. That's amazing. That's more than we will ever do. A freaking book. Jesus Christ. Again, you wrote it well. It was just three idiots didn't like weren't the-, <laughs> the biggest fans of it. <laughs> Can I tell you? I hate reviewing anything negative. Um, like it because of that exact reason and the off chance that someone who created something will see it and then i be shift sad. my mind and say if someone is very similar to me and they're reading whatever preferences they also might not like this book is how yeah. i well, so i also want to say something else before we wrap up about negative reviews um because i i meant to say this at the top um i typically don't 
give a bunch of negative reviews for the the fact that like um, books are subjective and they can be just not for me. Um, what I'll say, which is a big pro in this book uh, that I should have talked about at the beginning, is there's nothing outright harmful about this book, right? So like, oh, that, yeah, not at all. if there's ever if there's ever a book that I genuinely dislike um, and and talk very negatively about it, it is a lot of times because it is. I, I think actively harmful to to people, to culture, to whatever. For an example of that, in my opinion, is Catch Me If You Can. I really hated that book, and <laughs> I think that the tone and the 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 what was being celebrated in that book was yes, and then, yeah, exactly. It was against what I stand for. This book has none of that. There's no. There's honestly not even anything I can think of that's like really well um, anti tunneler. Like, <laughs> yeah it's it is anti, it's anti-tunneler and there there was some um worm harm worm so worm that's harm. yeah so a content warning there for worm harm um but no i mean in all seriousness like that's that is a pro for the book it's not yeah. gonna it's not gonna be harmful to anybody 100%. which i love that. yeah you just might not like it like i didn't like dan like me oh boy did i it doesn't matter let's bookmark this episode i'm let's so sorry it. for listeners that like this book man i feel bad but what are you gonna do? I'm not uh, not gonna lie. I'm not gonna say I liked it if I didn't, you know. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm glad you're not a liar. The we're one thing the one thing to. this podcast has is integrity, and we're not gonna lose it. Oh God. The okay. One Let's thing. bookmark this thing. Was there anything else? No, I'm trying to think of what our next book. Oh, was. our next our next book is uh is for the month of November is. Vera Wong's unsolicited advice for murderers, and that's by Jesse Satanto. Uh, I don't know if I said that last name right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, get that. It's Vera Wong's unsolicited advice for murderers. That's going to be our book for okay. November. Thank you, Parker. Uh, yes. Thank you, Maddie, for our cover art, and Jacob for our spooky theme song and our normal theme song. You're just a beautiful baby boy, and I love you so much. Um, yes. Happy Halloween to everyone. Uh, remember the real booze were the friends we made along the way. Happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>